what do I have to find about growing up? You know what I'm saying? Like feeling better, living better, better location. What he failed to tell you was when you're on my time, I can reclaim it. I, he left that out, so I'm reclaiming my time. Please, you respond. Are you kidding me? Who are you rooting for tonight? I'm rooting for um everybody black. Betting on black tonight. I'm sorry for the realness. Hey everybody, it's Whitney from WhitneyDanielle.com and NetworkAndSpill.com. And today we have a very special hashtag, The Spill episode. Um, this is a guest I actually met on Clubhouse. So if you are not familiar with Clubhouse, which I feel like at this point, my dad knows about Clubhouse. So you 100% should probably know. Um, it is a really great social media connection, audio-based application uh, that originally was audio, on- well, it's originally Apple only. And it's audio only, period. There's no like chat feature, none of that. Um, there's no DMs, which is actually kind of nice. Um, anyway, I've been in a bunch of rooms. I've been doing a lot of really good networking and you know, per usual. And I came across a young woman who I'm actually really excited to introduce you to because she came up on stage in a room that I was hosting and she just blew us all away with her energy and with her mission. So, and she's talking about something that I'm actually really, really fond of. Um, <laughs> So without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to Miss Kalia O. Guillory. And she's based in Houston, Texas. I don't know if that's where she's from. We're going to find out. But she's based in Houston, Texas, also known as H-Town. And she was lucky enough and nice enough to have power to record this episode with us this week so that we could get it out to you hot off of the press. Um, If you're holding your phone right now, I really recommend you open up the IG app and follow two accounts. You're going to follow the first one, which is K-O-G. What is it? K-O-G Speaks, S-P-E-A-K-S, just like, you know, you would think. K-O-G Speaks on Instagram. You see there, you'll see in her bio, she's got another IG page, which is called Nap Bar H-O-U for Houston. You're going to want to follow both of these accounts. Uh, Kalia posts some really amazing content on both accounts. I've actually really enjoyed following her. So make sure you follow her on Instagram and you can see kind of what she's up to, her travel adventures, stuff like that. She is a dog lover. We've already talked about Zara. So if you have not seen my Zara, you definitely need to check out my IG story because she is crazy and she's getting bigger literally every five minutes. Um, She's a dog lover. She loves cocktails and happy hour and just networking and physical fitness and pretty much everything wellness. Um, which is kind of right up my alley. But this woman is a sleep expert. Have y'all ever met a sleep expert? I, I mean, I don't I don't think I've met a sleep. I don't, I'm pretty sure I've never met a sleep expert. And it's funny because I actually used to work at a store called the Healthy Back Store. And so we have like, you know, we used to sell beds there, like fancy, like Tempur-Pedic kinds of mattresses. And but I still, I've never met an actual sleep expert. So I'm really excited because we're going to talk about sleep. We're going to talk about the nap bar that she has and she owns. She's the CEO and founder of the nap bar. And um, yeah, really just about napping and how we can incorporate more of that into our lives and, you know, creating boundaries around rest because, you know, some of us are like that. What is, what is the, you gotta, you'll sleep when you're dead and all that other bullshit. I'm going to sleep regularly. Y'all can sleep when y'all are dead, but I am going to sleep regularly. So we're going to talk about that. And then, you know, she's going to give us some tips and tricks around how you can do this more and how you can get better quality sleep. Um, I personally feel really bad for people who don't sleep well. So if you're one of those people, you know, listen, 
take some notes. Um, make sure you're following her on on the gram so that you can continue to follow her and what she's up to. But yeah, let's let's get into it. Thank you for being on the show, Kalia. Nice to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm oozing with gratitude for the invitation. Thank you for sharing your platform with me. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be really good. So I want to know. You have to tell us just how did the whole sleep expert thing even come into existence for you? Well, we got to go back to kindergarten, right? Because that's really when I first started my, 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 my studies on how to really get the optimum nap. I was the kid in kindergarten when the teacher said, hey, class, it's time for nap time. I grabbed my red, my blue mat. I was in my corner. I was out. She did not have to fight with me at all. And I just continued to be an avid napper. I napped in high school. I earned a Division One scholarship. I went to the University of Central Florida, go Knights. And that's where I realized the, 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 the power nap. Not just a nap, but a power nap. And then that just continued on into corporate America. I found myself a year ago exhausted, beyond exhausted, sleep deprived. I was working 85 plus hours uh, per week. I was traveling 75% of the time and I was beyond exhausted. And I, that, that was it. And so one faithful day, my then ex-wife, my then wife, uh, we were carpooling into the city together because we lived out in the suburbs and it was nap time. And I've, I've, I've been taking naps in my car all this time. I was napping in unused conference rooms, nap, uh, napping in, in my car, napping in the blue uncomfortable chair in the airport. I was napping in all these places. And so we, we carpooled into the city and I looked at her. It was one o'clock. I said, eh, it's nap time, but you're in the car. This is going to be awkward. Like, how are we going to do this? She said, oh, you should Google naps in Houston. This is Houston. Surely there's a place where you could go and get some shut eye. Well, I did. And Whitney, a minute later, I realized there's no such a place that existed anywhere, anywhere remotely close to me. And so I looked at her and I said, can you believe Houston doesn't even have this type, this type of place? She's like, I can and you should create it. And I was like, no one's going to swipe their card and pay me to take a nap. Like, stop it. I'm probably the only adult that's really literally out here still napping. So that night I couldn't sleep. I was tossing and turning. I woke up, went to the home office, and that's when my mind was blown by all of the scientific data that suggests why adults should be napping. Productivity goes up. Now, I came across this one stat in the middle of the night. NASA conducted a study on sleepy military pilots and astronauts and found that a 26-minute nap increases their productivity by up to 34%, alertness by 54%. I was like, oh, oh, oh this is it. This is, this is a game changer. And so the next day, I went on Facebook and I polled my friends and I said, hey, how many of you guys out here are taking naps? Tell me. 99% of my friends were taking naps. I said, okay, well, out of those who are taking naps, how many of you would on site, on, on campus where you work, or you would go around the corner and take a nap in a, a rest sanctuary that's curated just for you? Raise their hands. I was like, okay, cool. How much would you pay for said nap? So I literally have built nap bar based on what the masses wanted. Because what I quickly realized is that I wasn't the only person that was sleep deprived. Stay at home parents are sleep deprived. Travelers are sleep deprived. Uh, professionals, entrepreneurs, 50% of Americans are not sleeping well due to sleep deprivation or insomnia or some type of sleep disorder. And only 25% of the country are getting well rest per night per the CDC. So I said, okay. 
let's figure this thing out right now. I love it. I love it. And I like how you pulled your friends. And, and, you know, it's interesting too, like we get inspiration from people around us. And sometimes people are really kind of there to plant ideas and seeds into our brain to like help us figure out what that next move is going to be or just inspire us to do something that like maybe we thought was crazy uh, just from the jump. So kudos to you for taking in that information and doing the research and polling your friends and asking the right questions and and doing the research too, right? Because that research is what's going to help you. And I always recommend, I'm a research and development girl. R&D is my jam. I'm here for it. And so, you know, when I'm always like thinking about stuff, I'm like, how can I research this to figure out what's already out there? So you took the time, you did the research, you put together this plan and then what? You're in Houston. Do you have to find a location? Like how does that process work? Well, going back to what you said, you we are vibing out as research nerds because, you know, Mad- Malcolm Gladwell states that in order for you to become a sleep expert or in order for you to become an expert in your field, you have to commit to 10,000 plus hours. So I was like, all right, before I convince myself that I have to walk away and transition and retire from my cushy corporate job that was stable, I was making good money, I had benefits, life was good. I had to convince myself that this made sense. And so after I was doing the research and committed to the research, and I think the caveat to this is that I didn't immediately quit my job. I worked another two two years before I actually transitioned away. Oh, about a year and a half before I transitioned away. So the next step was beta test. Because I come from the world of, of financial services. We beta test the heck out of everything. You can't develop a strategy unless you had a litmus test and actual research with, key, with KPIs in it, with key performance indicators. And so I said, all right, let me do a five-month-out beta test. And inside of that beta test, I made sure that I strategically was in a side of town, an area, a zip code here in Houston, where my customers lived, right? These are people who had disposable income. Their total household income was $250,000 plus. Uh, They shopped at Lululemon. They wore yoga pants. They were health conscious. They bought food and shopped at, at Whole Foods. The, you know, the, the mom was a decision maker. She shopped at Nordstrom. So I knew, I knew who my people were. And so I made sure that I was where they were. I didn't make them come and look for me. And the other piece of that is that we spent out quality time in that five months to make sure that we had our MVP, the minimal viable product for our sleep pods. They're custom. So we went through three different iterations. You know, the first, our people in the beta test told us like, hey, it's 30, but you know, the, the, the doors weren't conducive to me going in. I was uncomfortable in the doors. So there were so many things uh, that we were able to fix and, and, and improve, especially when you think of our, our minimal viable product, just from going into a location that specifically was just for strategy and for research. Gotcha. And I, I love too, which I know a lot of people who are listening are working a corporate job, maybe a nine to five right now, and they have dreams of doing something different. Maybe it's completely different. Maybe it's just a little bit different. Maybe it's in the same industry, but we have dreams of moving forward. And and I remember I had an Uber driver years ago who I became really good friends with. She's actually been on my show before um, named Charlene. And Charlene told me, she was like, Whitney, you really, and she told me this in the Uber, like the first day we met, this wasn't like, you know, months and months and years later. She told me this that day. She was like, you need to stay at your job and take all the, the necessary valuable information that you were learning and apply that. You need to apply that. You need to start figuring out how to take what you're doing, even though you're doing something a bit different than what you're trying to do and apply it. So I love that you were able to apply the things that you learned in your corporate gig over into this. And it would you say it helped you succeed? 
Listen, I believe wholehearted, wholeheartedly in transferable skills. Like I adopt that. And plus, the other piece of this is that my transferable skills I use today as an entrepreneur, negotiation, relationship building, communication, like all those, all of my core competencies that the company helped me develop, I was still able to utilize today. I, actually, I use most of my core competencies, competencies today. And the other piece of it that it allowed me to do in full transparency, I was in $80,000 worth of debt. Now people are like, oh my God, like $80,000. Yeah. But if you're making good money, you cash flow $80,000 of debt easily. But as an entrepreneur, no, you don't cash for $80,000 of debt because you don't know when your next check is coming in. You're a sure hunter. And so I, I made sure over the course of a, a year and a half, I identified where I can sacrifice, you know, what things can I do without, what things, then I had this conversation with, with my wife, what can we do without? We weren't taking luxury uh, vacations anymore. I downgraded my car. And, you know, I wasn't riding around and getting in and turning corners in the bins anymore. I traded that in for a four. But the four was in my business name. So I was already establishing credit in my business name while I was still showing on my income the money that I was making from corporate America because I knew the moment I retired that my income was going to be zero until I was able to get into the black. And so I think people who are listening right now who are considering the transition I would say and encourage you, get credit now. Get credit when you don't need it, because when you do need it, you won't be able to get it, especially right now during the pandemic. So make sure you, you're getting as much credit in your business name that you possibly can, because that's the reason why I've been able to keep my head afloat is because I've been leaning on a business line of credit, leaning on business credit cards, because I did that while I had the income coming in to prove that I was a worthy uh, client to pay to pay back the debts. Gotcha. No, that makes complete sense. And I'm here for it. I'm here for being proactive, you know, in, in really that transition, that transferable skill set that you're talking about, right? Because that was something I had to shift mentally and think about intentionally to say, okay, no, I'm, I'm, this is something I can use. This is something I can use. This is also something I, it's like you're shopping at your job to help fill up a cart that's going to take you somewhere else, right? That you're going to be able to use somewhere else. Um, and for totally. me, that was really important. And, but that was a shift and it helped. She was the one who helped me see it that way. So I'm hoping that somebody picks up what we're putting down right now about looking at it from that perspective. But I do want to talk a little bit about just this journey of, of your business and, and who you're serving, because I feel like regardless of what people are doing, whether they're parents, whether they're travelers, I used to travel at like 90%, um, when I was working at Deloitte, like I, it was a lot, um, definitely tired. But regardless of what people are doing, I feel like it is a mindset shift or there's mm -hmm. something there within yourself that you have to value in order to even walk into the door of a nap bar type situation. I feel like, and I'm guessing, right? Some of your clients are either people who use it as a getaway from their everyday or people that are using it because like literally their body is shutting down and they are like, what? And then they go in maybe out of curiosity and, and like also sheer exhaustion. So tell me what that looks like and, and how people maybe have gone through that process of slowing down and saying, no, I'm 100% worth the time. Cause I feel like people are going to say, Oh, I don't have the time. But like, what does that look like? It looks like exhaustion. It looks like high blood pressure. It looks like diabetes. It looks like excessive weight gain. And you it's excessive weight gain and your diet hasn't changed and you have no idea why. 
All of those are key uh, pointers to lack of rest and lack of sleep. And when you think about, especially right now, what we're experiencing, we're in the midst of a, we're still in the midst of a global pandemic. And the easiest, best way that you can boost your immune system outside of taking additional supplements, right? Yes, take your elderberry, take your black seed oil, but to really boost your immune system, give it some rest. You know, the CDC suggests getting seven to nine hours of sleep per night. Uh, I, I'm an advocate of the 30, 30 minute nap. All those things will help you boost your immune system. So in the event, the unfortunate situation, if you are exposed to COVID, you're giving your immune system a, a fighting chance to fight it back with a vengeance versus your immune system already being low just because you're tired. And I think going back to what you were saying, it's like, oh, I don't have time for this. I don't have to. I've got kids. I have a husband. I have a wife. I have a partner. I have this, this career. Yeah, you have all those things. But what happens when you deteriorate so bad to where you're beyond exhausted and you're no longer pouring from a full cup? Meaning you have to give yourself permission to put yourself first. And I think for a lot of us, especially in our culture, you know, a lot of people have subscribed to this team, no sleep. Hell, when I was working in corporate America, it, it was almost this whole braggadocious bravado where, oh yeah, I'm, you know, I worked 90 hours this week and I got everything done. And then you got, you know, add a girl and add a boy. That was so beyond me because we have to reverse engineer it from a culture speak standpoint. One of the main reasons why I am so proud of what NAPBAR has been able to do in terms of sleep awareness is that my ancestors, our ancestors were told when they could rest, I curated, curated a rest sanctuary where we can rest on demand when we want to. All we have to do is give ourselves the permission to do so. That's it. And when I really sat still long enough to, to, to conceptualize that, it was a complete game changer for me. Complete game changer for me. And, you know, we, t we talk a lot about my why. Like, why, why do I, why did I get into this? Why do I get out of bed in the morning? What motivates me is that I have declared that generational curses will die with my parents and I will birth the generation of, of wealth. And the wealth I'm, I'm speaking on isn't in currency or the kind that jingles or folds in our pocket, but it's in rest. It's in restorative sleep. It's in generosity. It's in integrity. And Integrity is big for me. And if we can't be in an integrity relationship with ourselves to identify what we need, then that's where we got to start the conversation. It's the same thing when you when you board an airplane, if they, they tell you something's about to go wrong and the ships or the plane's about to go down. You put your oxygen mask on first. So it's the same thing with rest. You won't be beneficial to those that you love if you are lacking sleep, period. Yeah, and I think too the idea of it being a sanctuary is also kind of it's it's kind of sexy in this like we have made it um, a treat almost like we're almost treating ourselves, which is kind of interesting because it is one hundred percent a necessity, right? Sleep isn't isn't optional. I don't care how much you want to hustle hard and you know grind Thank and you. whatever. <laughs> Like at the end of the day, it is what it is. Yeah. And your body will shut down when it's good and ready. Um, and that's one thing I have learned, you know, is you can keep going. You can ignore your body's telltale signs. You know, my mom used to always say, when you listen to your body, I'd be like, mom, what are you talking about? And then as I got older, I started hearing, <laughs> you should do this. You should probably not do that. And then I would listen or I wouldn't. And based off of that, certain things would happen. And so a lot of us are running ourselves into the ground. And um, I think too, a lot of us feel guilty for taking those breaks because we're around 
around generations of people, particularly women who have worked themselves to the bone. They have worked multiple jobs. They have taken care of, you know, sometimes multiple generations. And that, that idea of, oh, well, let's take a break is, is seen as weak or it's seen as um, lazy or it seemed as, it seemed as um, just irresponsible. Um, but now it's like, no, not only is our body saying no and has been saying no this whole time, right? Even though you chose not to listen, like it was telling you, sometimes it was screaming at you, but the science now says it too. Like now we have, you know, Bill Nye, the science guy literally out here proving, um, you know, they did that one study, right? With, um, they said that being super tired was the equivalent of being drunk. Do you remember hearing about that? Yes. The CDC came out and said, I, actually, I did a video of it not too long, or maybe a year ago, right when we opened. The CDC said that whenever you were, it's called drowsy driving, it's equivalent to driving under the influence. When you really think about it, it's like, oh my gosh. And you think about the bad, the stereotype of, of you know, drunk drivers and this, but like you're, just, you're equivalent to a drunk driver right now if you choose to get behind the wheel of a car and you know you're exhausted. Same thing. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And, and, you know, going back to about the culture and how, you know, our, 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 the older generation is like, you know, you're lazy if you take a nap. I, I had to, as I've been on this journey, I had to remind myself of my motto. And one of my mottos is that in order for me to protect my creative space, and what I'm doing and my vision is that I have to protect my creative space from other people. So what I mean is that I had to stop sharing my vision with people who didn't have the capacity to understand my greatness. So a lot of people who uh, looked like me and I was telling them, oh, I'm transitioning in a way, transitioning away from my my sea level, you know, Fortune 500 career. It was like, oh, my God, you're crazy. You're going to walk away from that just to sleep like we don't sleep. And I'm like, that's the problem. And I realized it's like sleep awareness is a big thing, but I also have to protect my creative space because they just didn't have my vision. This vision was downloaded specifically for me and they didn't have the capacity to understand like, no, you have to reverse engineer this thing and you got to sleep. Like, bro, sis, check your rest. It's, 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 it's the common denominator for probably half of the issues that you're experiencing from a health and wellness standpoint. Depression, anxiety, you name it. It's all tied to sleep. And it, it really is this like backwards way of thinking. And I saw a tweet or something on Instagram the other day that was like, your calling was for you. It wasn't a conference call or something like that. Like meaning good. When you have when you have something that's supposed to be for you that you're supposed to be doing, you have to do it and you can't. And that that in and of itself is a whole podcast episode. Like we could have a whole conversation about, you know, visions totally. and callings and sharing that with other people and and what they say in response. Um that's actually something I do plan on talking about soon because it's important. But I think, you know, as far as this is concerned, it is it is problematic that we um, some of the things that we do in society and as a culture that we romanticize, that we uh, make into this cool, trendy thing that's actually really hurting us. Um, it really just like, you know, vaping and some of this other shit you see people doing. It's like, you guys are trying to make this cool. You keep trying to make fetch happen, but this is hurting you. Not only is this hurting you, but it's affecting you right. in so many different ways. Um, and your ignorance and your lack of like willingness to even look into it to me is interesting because it's so, it's so simple. I mean, sleep really can fix, um, a lot of things. And I know for me, I had to learn the difference and I want to talk to you about this. Um, I had to learn the difference between like what kind of naps I could take. 
So for me, I love sleeping and I don't have an issue sleeping. Um, and I want to talk about the different types of sleepers, but I also find it interesting that the, the length of your nap actually does matter. And so does caffeine and like the totally. things that we're consuming. So let's talk about what's a good length of time for a nap and then what kinds of things should we be consuming or maybe not consuming that will help that. So, and here's the caveat to this answer about the, the, the duration of your nap. Some people's bodies and their circadian rhythm is different. For example, shift workers who work overnight, their circadian rhythm is going to be completely different than ours. And I'm defining the circadian rhythm is just as your internal master clock. It tells your body when it's time for you to wake up and when it's time for you to go to bed. And it's also impacted by natural light. It's impacted by the weather, all sorts of things. Uh, but typically speaking, if you are getting a 30-minute nap, I go back to the NASA study, the research they've done, a 26-minute nap. I bump mine up to 30. I'm a 30-minute napper. That's all I need. Some days I'm only getting 15 minutes depending on my schedule, but they're still giving me the productivity increase and boost that I need. That works for me and my lifestyle. I, I take my nap generally five to six hours after I've been awake. That's my optimum time to take my nap. And my cutoff time is no later than five o'clock. So if I haven't getting, or gotten my nap in by 5 p.m., I'm just not going to take a nap that day because what will happen is it will interrupt my sleep flow and my REM sleep at night. So when I do one-on-one -on -one consultations with some clients, normally what they say is like, I hate naps. And the first question I'll ask, well, when was the last time you took a nap and how long was it for? And typically it's like, oh, it was two hours. I was like, well, there we go. That wasn't a, la a nap. You went to sleep and perhaps you already entered into one cycle of full cycle of REM sleep. REM sleep is rapid eye movement. Now, REM sleep is important because there are many important things that happen when we go into REM sleep. And studies show you should be entering REM sleep four times a night. So you do the math, you need to be asleep for at least seven to eight hours in order for you to get into four cycles of REM sleep because it happens every 90 minutes. So in REM sleep, let's talk about this a little bit. What happens is that the toxins in your body uh, are washed away and the cells in your brain are repaired when you get into REM sleep. Another thing that happens in REM is that your memory, uh, the, the, the memories of the day are downloaded into your brain. So if you are not getting sufficient sleep, for one, toxins are gonna continue to be trapped in your body. Your memory function, if you notice like, oh, why am I, when, you, when someone's really exhausted or they're like, oh, I've been up for 36 hours, ask them what happened yesterday. What did you wear yesterday? What did you eat for breakfast yesterday? And they're like, oh, I don't know. Well, it's because they haven't slept and their brain hasn't had a chance to download all the things that they experienced that day. And so uh, my optimum time that I, that I recommend for folks is 45 minutes for a nap. Nothing past that because you do not want to be in combat or competing with REM sleep because you'll wake up groggy and then you feel like that was the worst idea you could have made. And then perhaps it will also interrupt your sleep pattern at night. And okay. So I, uh, I have this thing. I, I know someone's wondering this. Um, doesn't sometimes sleeping make you feel more tired when you wake up? And I feel like for me, when I'm doing it for the right period of time, which is what, why I asked that question, because there is a, there is a, a time that I think is appropriate that the, your body really does need to not go past in order to fully get that sleep. Um, but I will say mm -hmm. I meditated once I was at a conference. It was a super long conference. It was one of those like woo woo conferences up in Boston. And I remember them like the lady came up and she was like, okay, we're going to do a meditation. I'm like a meditation It's two o'clock. 
why are we taking a meditation right now? I'm tired. I'm going to be tired. Like I'm already tired. You want us to basically half go to sleep and then we're going to have to keep, no, why would we do that? And I was like, you know what, whatever. I'm here. Like I'm, I'm not getting up because it'll be disruptive. So I sit down and we're doing the meditation. Tell me why I had so much more energy. I was like, that was amazing. And it was because I feel it was because I really allowed my body to just calm the hell down. And when I mean calm down, I mean like really, really, really get to a point where I settled and I settled my thoughts. I settled my heart rate. It was like, I brought everything back mm-hmm. to equilibrium and when I, or to like a good point. And when I did that, my body was then able to operate at its full energetic capacity again. And so I feel like with napping, it's, it's very similar. And one thing I've done is I have this YouTube video that I play and it's a 30 minute, it's really interesting. It's a 30 minute, like binaural, whatever beats audio thing. Yeah, And I do it, I do it for the 30 minutes. And it's funny because I don't set an alarm, but I do it. And I feel like my body kind of naturally wakes up at the end. And I think that is so dope. So can you talk about like when people go to your bar, what are they doing in the rooms? Like, what does it look like? Just paint a picture for us so we can kind of get the the feel of it. Yes. And, and we'll share the links to the website because we actually have a virtual tour on our website as well prior to COVID before we were shut down. But so the, the, the neat thing about NAPBAR, and I'm so happy to hear you, you talk about binarial beats because we have something very similar. They're exclusive just to NAPBAR. And a good friend of mine who's an MD, but also is a DJ on the side, she curated these just for us. They're called Brainwaves. And they're rhythmic beats that engage your frontal lobe and it naturally releases melatonin in your body by up to 97%. That's a huge deal, right? And so when you come into Nap Bar, for one, it's a rest sanctuary. So we're not giving you, there's no pressure to sleep, to, to nap, to fall asleep, to do any of those things. The, the idea is just for you to unplug and to get re- restorative pr- productivity. So you really, truly going to unplug to recharge. And how we were able to accomplish this is by engaging all five of your senses. So the first I talked about the, the brain waves, that's the sound. Uh, sight is mood lighting. Studies show that when you see your favorite color, that you immediately go to a nostalgic place. Um, additional study and research that I've done shows that when you see the color green, that it helps with inflammation in your body. So, you know, there's a, a annual marathon that goes on here in Houston, just like everywhere else in the country. And so we always ran a promo. It's like, hey, come and recover and recharge at, at NAPBAR with our mood lighting. And because we knew green meant that it was going to help with the inflammation in your body. Same thing with blue. Blue helps with depression. So if there's someone that we know and they're onboarding that is battling depression, we always would recommend for them to have the blue light on uh, that will help with their mood. Uh, the third way that we do it is through smell. So we have a soy-based vegan pillow mist that we spritz the room with and your pillow that, that's aromatherapy. And it helps you uh, with being able to, to really just unplug and allow for your brain to relax and then charge and un- unplug. Uh, the fourth is, uh, let's see, touch. And that's organic mattresses. So you're sleeping on an organic mattress uh, that is outfitted with organic linen, uh, pillows, pillowcases, and sheets. Uh, basically, the whole experience is health conscious. When I say touch, I mean that the mattress that you're sleeping on, you know, we're about to enter into some of the highest allergy seasons with spring coming up. And we would have people who would come into our nap bar who would have itchy eyes, runny noses, you name it. The back of their their throat is itchy. And in 30 minutes, they'll come out of their pod or their suite and say, 
my itchy eyes are gone. Like what happened? Well, it's because we strategically partnered with a, a, a brand, a mattress brand that was hyperallergenic. You're not sleeping on toxins or chemicals. You were sleeping on wool. You were sleeping on things that were good for your body that helped you uh, to combat your, your allergies. So that that's, I think we touched everything, right? So sight, sound, uh, oh, and taste is our last one. Uh, we had a pre-nap juice shot, a raw juice shot that we gave you and it was infused with ashwagandha. Ashwagandha is a root, a natural root that helps improve rest and relaxation and promotes health and relaxation. And then when you woke up, we had the, the post-nap shot, which was a raw juice shot that was cold pressed with beets because we know that beets help promote uh, blood, blood flow and blood, blood pressure. So those were very strategic ways and things that we did uh, to help you really relax when you came, when you came over to nap bar. And we also provided CBD massages. So, you know, we were nine months old prior to, to the shutdown and we really truly are, we still are curating spaces where it's a turnkey solution for health and wellness. Like we, we will be your one-stop shop to get everything you need. You know, we had yoga installations there. It was just dope. Right. And it was inside of the, the gallery of mall here in Houston. We've done a pop-up in the airport right before the shutdown. We were in conversation with offering this at the airport here in Houston. So, I mean, it, it's, it, the whole goal is to solve the $411 billion U S economic loss due to sleep deprivation and so my idea is where where are all these people and we're going to be there and they're in airports they are in they're in grocery stores they're in malls they're in hospitals they're in sporting venues they're literally everywhere and so that's where Nat Bar will be. I think that's so dope. I went, um, I went to China and I saw they had the little pods for napping, and I yeah. lost my shit. I was in the airport and I was like, "Look at that!" <laughs> and of course, we couldn't stop, and I was so upset. Um, but how cool is that? I think airports are brilliant, but I, I do think that what you're doing is way bigger than that. In you know, changing the mindset behind sleep and really just taking breaks. I think, you know, at the end of the day, it's it, like you said, it's not just about sleeping. It's not like you must come here and nap. Like when you were in elementary school, right. And they like physically in kindergarten, they're like, no girl, you need to eyes closed. Don't touch your neighbor. Be quiet. Right. And this is not like that. This is not like that. Right. This is no. way more than that. This is taking breaks and, you know, sometimes you want to take a nap and sometimes you don't. I find for me, um, my napping really depends on my day, my, my workload. And it also depends on hormones. I find that, you know, certain times of the month, my ass is tired. I'm talking like <laughs> crawl under something. And that's how I know, like it's for me, it's, it's way more intense certain times. Cause I'll wonder. And it, it's funny cause it happens every single month. I'm always like, damn, I'm really tired. And I'm like, what did I do yesterday? And I'm sitting here thinking, then I look and I'm like, oh, right. This is why I have to have an app. Yeah. This is why I have to have an app. And then I'm like, oh, that's why. And it's like, at some point I'm going to get ahead of that. Right. And start saying, okay, I'm going to plan. And I've actually met women who will plan their work around their cycle so that they know that, you know, on this week, I'm going to be really productive. And on this week, I know I'll be a little tired on this week. I might be a little touchy and grouchy. Um, and on this week I may just be kind of neutral, right? Cause I feel like, mm -hmm. you know, our moods, our hormones, our bodies change week to week and every few days. So we have to be mindful of that. But I, I love the idea that you can take breaks. You don't always have to use, you know, the time at nap bar to, to rest. 
No, absolutely not. And I think you just hit on something really key is that we, if you, you know your body, if we are in tune and aligned with our body, it will talk to us and tell us exactly what it needs. We feel a certain way when we're dehydrated, when we haven't consumed enough water, like we know what that feels like. And if we're listening to our body enough, we'll know when our body is telling us, hey girl, hey bro, you got to lay down. I'm tired. <laughs> like I need some time to process. And I've had, you know, weeks where last week was a, a prime example it was all super productive and I, it was probably the most productive week I've had all year because I really, truly in the morning, I listened to my body and I rested and I didn't pop up until probably noon and then I hit the ground running, but I was good. I was able to work longer, faster, harder, stronger because I listened to my body instead of saying, oh, I'm just going to boil through this. I'm going to, because in my mind, the old me where I had to reverse engineer my thought processing was that's sleep was a luxury. It wasn't a necessity. And now I had to reverse engineer it that sleep is for sure a necessity. You already hit on that, but I would reward myself with it. Like, okay, if I get through this laundry list and this to-do list by this time, I believe in the egg timer, by this time, then I will give myself, I will reward myself with a nap. No, regardless if the list is done or not, I'm stopping, I'm pausing and I'm taking my nap. We just have to put our foot down with ourselves sometime and say, you know what? I deserve it. I, I need to do this because productivity needs it. My alertness needs it. The, the, the lack of human error needs this. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think food and nutrition play a big part in that too, because a lot of times, you know, as entrepreneurs, we can get so busy that we neglect to stop and eat. And, you know, as much as I'm like a foodie or somebody who loves to indulge or just, you know, eat whatever, you have to stop. You can't. And that's why one thing that I have been doing in my work, in my business, is making sure that my to-do lists are very thin. And I do that strategically. And I always have at the top of my little to-do list in my planner is um, like the one thing for the day. Like what is the one thing for the day? Sometimes it's my podcast. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's a big conversation. Sometimes I'm hosting a particular meeting or presentation. Like there's always something, you know, for each day. And when I have that, I know where my focus is. So that way I don't have to argue and negotiate with myself about taking that nap because it's like, look here, by lunchtime, you should have tackled. What is that? What is that? Eat that frog. There's a book called Eat That Frog. And there's another book that mm -hmm. talks about like prioritizing certain tasks and having like a super short list. Like this is, it's for a reason. Like you really should only have a few things you're working on because a lot of times we have this long ass to-do list. We think we're being productive. We're not. We're running ourselves into the ground and then we end up exhausted and it's just not, it's not a good look. And I don't think it, like you said, what's the number? $400 billion that we're losing? $411 billion due to sleep deprivation. That's crazy. The most in any country. We, we're, lead, we're leading we're leading in that in that field which is crazy because when we look at our our, our, our colleagues in Europe and even in you know the, the down south region and, and southern uh, South America siesta and go was a thing and it has been a part of their culture for decades hell centuries and it's just funny how America is so behind the eight ball when it comes to rest but I'm here to I'm here to combat that that's that's one of my divine purposes. I'm, I'm here with you. I really am because I know I feel better when I'm well rested. And I know it is literally like it is, it's a huge shift um, for me in my mood when I have, when I have actually slept well. And I think the problem, one of the problems is many of us haven't slept really well in a really long time. And so I think a lot of times we forget what it's like 
um, to really feel yeah. well rested. Cause it's been since probably elementary, if not like middle school, cause in high school, you know, your parents get a little bit more like lenient. Right. And whoever's taking care of you is like, well, okay, you can go to bed at 10. And then of course you stay up until midnight. You know what I mean? And then it just goes down. And then in college, no one's looking after you and you're sleeping whenever. And so it just, you know, I feel like from middle school onward, from high school onward, it's, it's kind of, yeah. Downhill, completely downhill. That's it. That's it. And, and some of this is that we have to re- 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 reprogram and reverse engineer our relationship with sleep. And, and like I, we talked about earlier, it's like give ourselves permission to be in relationship with sleep, to know that it's, in this, it's, it's, it's a necessity. So tell me about as we, I guess, reach towards the end of this pandemic, right? And we don't know exactly when it's going to end, but let's say it's ending very soon. Mm-hmm. What is your plan yes. for the nap bar? Like, what do you see happening? Um, you know, leaving this kind of in the back burner and looking really, really, really forward. Where do you see yourself in your, in your company? So we, last year we pivoted to the, since we were closed and I had already walked away from my corporate job. <laughs> we had to pivot really fast. And so we pivoted to the better sleep box. We are committed to making sleep sexy again. And that box basically packaged it in a way to where you receive the nap bar storefront experience, packaged it in a box, shipped it out to people all across the country. And so where I see that is that we will continue those efforts with uh, white label candles, pillow mist, soy pillow mist, vegan based candles, those those, uh, brain waves that I talked about. We will continue that. And so we have been we have been fortunate to be able to take on some corporations as clients and sell those better sleep boxes at wholesale uh, to include a part as a part of their employee wellness benefit package, right? It's like, imagine working for a corporation and you're at home and all of a sudden this box of goodies that's, that promote health and wellness show up at your, your doorstep. Because one of the things that I prided myself on last year was researching people are going mad right now. They're at home. But not only that, I knew their sleep was interrupted. According to Google Trends, COVID and insomnia was the most searched keyword in August of 2020. And so that told me that we were already on trend. And the reason being is is that folks' bedrooms were now being transitioned into daycares, into workstations. And what happens is when you're now working in your bedroom, your brain thinks, oh, hey, I'm supposed to be up all the time because I'm working. You've reprogrammed your brain to think that when you're in that room, you're working instead of sleeping. So insomnia is a thing. I battled insomnia the first couple of weeks of the of the shirt of the shutdown, and I know what to do, right? And so, I uh, the better sleep box was one of the things that we did. So to answer your question, the transition is that we we will look to reopen up our brick and mortar, have our storefronts, as I mentioned earlier, hospitals, airports, sporting events. Imagine going root for your favorite team. Uh, you know, it's socially distanced and how they're doing it now this year, going to a basketball game. And I know here in Houston, game time, you usually want to get there a couple of hours in advance because traffic is crazy. And so imagine being able to pull up to your favorite arena an hour too early and having time to, to duck away and get a quick nap after your work day so that you really, truly can be present and enjoy the environment in the game. Uh, same thing in hospitals, you know, being able People have spent a lot of time in waiting rooms in hospitals whenever their rooms or the hospitals allow for it. Imagine being able to wait and actually take a load off and go into a rest sanctuary that NAPBAR has curated 
for the caregiver and for the, the, the family of the loved ones. So, you know, we, we, we look to be able to continue to open back up our brick and mortar by still offering our better sleep box. Uh, 2021, you know, we are working on NAPBAR VR. So we are going to, we're curating a NAPBAR virtual reality aspect of it so that you can access via through an app as well as our website from anywhere you are. If you're on the airplane, if you are doing a road trip, whatever you're doing, you will be able to pick and choose and select your Zen room environment. Do you want to hear affirmations? Do you want binaural or uh, brain waves in your ear? You know, do you want to see a beachfront? Do you, what do you want? We will allow for you to select and customize your experience so that you can get restorative sleep, restorative rest, or just a tranquil environment so that you can unplug even though you're sitting in the middle of your house. I would love that. If you need a beta tester for that, um, I will send you my address um, immediately. <laughs> so just, that's, that's I mean, just a DM. It, I mean, we're, it's going to be so cool. And, you know, one of the things that I, I wrote in my meditation journal a couple of days ago is I printed out a picture. Hey, actually, here I can show it to you because I have it right here. So I, I'm still operating on high energy at the fact that uh, Madam Vice President looks like me. And so I uh, printed out this uh, in my board. This is a picture of you-know-who. And so I said, you know, wouldn't it be kind of cool and dope if I partnered with Madam Vice President and similar to what First Lady Michelle Obama did with Beyonce, with the you know uh, the eating right campaign and the nutrition campaign, what if we combated this 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 sleep thing from the White House and we have people of color who are leading the charge with talking about the importance of sleep? Like, how can Americans reclaim their sleep? Right, <laughs> Maxine Water can be a part of this plan too. We're gonna reclaim our sleep uh, so that we can really truly reach the optimum. We could reach our greatness, right? Because you're just not great whenever you're sleep deprived and you're tired. You just, you just, things, things just don't go the way they're supposed to. Your problem solving skills are impacted. Your mood is impacted. People, are, people don't want to be around you because you're a little moody. You know, nobody wants that. So we're going to reclaim American sleep, one nap at a time, one rest sanctuary at a time. <laughs> I love it. That's so cool. And I think you know what. Um, I think dreams are important. I think those visions mean something. And so I'm excited to see what you create. I'm excited about the virtual reality because I mean, I literally can, you know, visualization is incredibly powerful. And so for me, um, being able, sometimes it's it's hard for me to do visualizations. And they say that it's incredibly powerful right before you go to bed um, and oftentimes when you wake up. And so I've been trying to be a little bit more uh, sometimes I forget, but I do try to be a little bit more cognizant of that and how I can visualize better. But having that VR capability would mean that I can go to my happy place and literally vision, like, I don't even have to worry about using my imagination. Like the shit is just there. And for me, if that's going to change, I think that is something that would change my life because if I'm able to virtually go and be in a different place it would shift my mood, especially in the winter. I've noticed that in the winter months, when the sun is gone, I'm very affected by that. Even if it's not winter, mm -hmm. just in general, like the sun in me, we have this thing. And when she's not around, I am not myself. And so being able to see like a sunny California beach, or it could be Anguilla, it doesn't matter which beach, right? But like being able to see that 
and like see myself there and like sitting down and meditating or resting or journaling or doing something in that space, I think can be transformational. And that could be, I mean, everybody has something, everybody, whether it's a cabin in the woods or, you know what I mean? Some ski slope, whatever your happy place is being able to cultivate that and, and give yourself, um, the space. So I'm really excited to see what you have up your sleeve. You just, uh, a cabin in the woods. I was like, Oh, that's genius. Yeah. You're part of this beta test. Yep. Done. <laughs> and you know what, you know what I forgot to say? I, I, I think this is really cool too, for people who are more introverted because I've seen people, right. There's a lot of anxiety right now with people who are nervous introverts who have been enjoying this time in the home, in their homes away from other people without having that, like, Oh, come on, girl, come on, come out with us. Like not having to to deal with that. (laughs) But at some point that's going to end and people are, are freaking out on Twitter about going back into that reality. And so I feel like having a space, it is a sacred space, but it's also that refuge where, you know, if, if you going back to your sporting team event or your sporting uh, location, like if someone goes to some big, you know, capital one arena or whatever, and they're there to see somebody play whatever, I don't know, I don't do sports, but we'll go with it. That can be very overwhelming, whether you're an empath, whether you're a super sensitive person, whether you're just an introvert and you're not really into crowds, but knowing that you have the ability to kind of get away and have that privacy. I think a lot of people, we don't have privacy and sometimes we feel Mm -hmm. very exposed when we are out, you know, and and either customer facing all the time or people facing all the time, or just like you're in the spotlight all the time and you have that break. So I just, I thought about the introverts for a second. I was like, that could be really cool for people who just need to take a second and be by themselves. That's it. That's it. Just need to step away to unplug, to recharge. You don't need that much time. You really don't. No, you don't. Actually, I think it's kind of shocking how much time you don't need. Cause I always think napping is going to just like suck up my whole day. And then I'm like, sometimes I only have 10 minutes. And so it's like, what can we do in these 10 minutes to maximize? Do you know what I mean? And, and 10 minutes, sometimes mm-hmm. you tell your brain, look, there is nothing we can do. We have this call <laughs> right at seven o'clock. Um, but we need to stop for a second. Um, so let's stop for a second and then we'll be good. And you'd be surprised. I think our bodies are like, okay, girl, we'll take what we can get. And then like, we'll maximize that time. Um, at least my body does. Oh, totally. Yeah. My body is like, uh, well, well, I think my body is trained now. It's like, all right, you said 10, I'm gonna give you 10. I was like, all right, we're in, we're, we're in agreement. Let's lay this thing down. Let's make this thing happen. And some days I only get five minutes. But I, but I, but at the end of the day, I still met my commitment that I will give myself an opportunity just to be with myself, even if it's just for five minutes. And that's a part of my sleep, my sleep cycle, my sleep ritual, my sleep hygiene is that the first 20, 30 minutes of the day when I open my eyes, it belongs to me. Yes. And I think that's also very important too. I mean, I've been doing a lot of studying from the yogic perspective, just like as I've been going through this yoga teacher program, but just in general um, about like the power of mornings, right? When you watch like the Buddhist monks and whatever, they get up first thing in the morning and they believe that there is a sacred hour, I think between four and five or five and six, one of the two, it's like a sacred hour as like the sun is rising. And like, that's when they go and they do their prayer and meditation. And I think that's really like mornings are really powerful. I've talked about it a few times, but I do have a question and it's something I thought about like three times now. So I'm going to ask. So when it comes to sleep, like overnight, right, they have that range, they say seven to nine. So is it, mm-hmm. cause I don't want people to cheat themselves, but like, 
does napping supplement not getting enough sleep? Like, can you just skimp and be like, oh, well, I'll just get six hours and then I'll get a good 20 minute nap in? Or does it need to be kind of like both? You get a really good night's rest and then you nap. Yeah, the, the study and the research is, is, is a little bit at a break even point on that, right? And, and where I, the way I will answer this is like, it really depends on the person. For me, if I don't, if I don't get my nap, I'm going to sleep instead of my normal seven and a half hours, I'm going to bump it up to eight because I'll feel the difference. And there are studies conducted by the Navy SEALs. And so like the sailors who are rotating on the submarine, they have a block time where they want you to get a total of seven hours or eight hours of sleep. One hour is restorative nap. And then the other, the rest of the time is you actually getting a good sleep. So I think it just really depends on, there's so many different things that, that go into that. It's what kind of work do you do? You know, for shift workers, I wholeheartedly believe that for people who work overnight and shift work, that they definitely should be getting a total of their sleep through a nap and nighttime or daytime sleep, depending on how they're working. But it really ultimately just depends on the person's internal circadian rhythm and how have they been sleeping you know, for you, it might be that you get your all of your eight hours at night and then you get your 20 minute nap, you're, you're golden. And for someone, it might be the complete opposite. It's like, oh, well, I'm, I'm struggling with insomnia sometimes, so I might only get five hours of sleep, but I'm able to, to take an extended nap up to 60 minutes, but I feel good about it. You know, so I always subscribe to the fact that science is always going to be science. But at the end of the day, we still have to listen to our body because our body will tell us ultimately what's going to be best for us. But we also have to be open to trying it out and testing it out as well. And subscribing to good sleep hygiene. Mm-hmm. Are there any apps you recommend for people if they want to start? Like, I don't think most people really know about their circadian rhythm and like REM sleep and whatnot. But like, are there any apps that people can use to try it out? There is um, Calm. I, I, I don't subscribe to Calm, but I, I, you know, I've heard great things about it from other people. Um, for circadian rhythm, there is a YouTube. If you go to YouTube and you just touch in or type in uh, circadian rhythm reset, uh, that will pull up a plethora of, of different uh, videos, memos. Because I think I think people need to get educated on what it is first, and even reaching out to a, a, a certified sleep expert, having a conversation with someone that can guide you on giving you some tools and tricks of the trade. What are some sleep tips? You know, I keep going back to the sleep hygiene because that's really, really important. I know for me, when I started this mission, one of the biggest things that I did that helped me really, truly get my circadian rhythm down to a, to a T is I stopped sleeping with this thing. My smartphone no longer was under my pillow or right next to my bed uh, because what was happening is that it would be the last thing I look at before I go to bed and the first thing I look at when I woke up and throughout the night. If I woke up, my sleep was interrupted and I had to use the restroom or the bathroom or whatever, I would then hear a notification. And then now I'm, I didn't grab from my phone, but now in the back of my mind, I'm thinking like, oh, was that an email? Was that a calendar reminder? Like, what was that? And so it would impact my ability to be able to fall back to sleep. So now for, gosh, the past four or five years now, this bad boy is always plugged in in the restroom where I have to literally get up, go and turn off my alarm clock. That way I'm not over snoozing. And I, I don't look at the phone. I don't have any blue light emitting an hour before or after or before I go to bed or after, after I wake up. And that has impacted my sleep in such a great way, in a positive way. 
I'm not, my sleep isn't interrupted. A lot of times insomnia is induced because we're watching TV like right before we go to bed or we're scrolling right before we go to bed. We're on our iPad right before we go to bed. We are consuming, people are going to hate me for this. Hate is a strong word, I should say. People are not going to like what I'm going to say, but consuming a lot of alcohol before we go to bed, it will help you go to sleep but it will interrupt your sleep because once the alcohol rolls off, then your circadian clock is going to actually start. So it's almost like a false start to go into sleep. So, you know, there's so many things from a bedtime ritual, from bedtime ritual speak that we can do to combat those things. Taking a bath at night, a bubble bath with Epsom salt. Uh, Dr. Teal is my thing. You know, there's a, a melatonin bubble bath with an Epsom salt. I have a whole nourishing of radical self-love on myself every single night, unless I'm doing, I'm in a fast and my routine is a little off, but without fail for the most part, 99% of the time I'm taking a bath and there's bubble bath, there's some candles, there's some slow music. I'm a vinyl connoisseur. So I've got Sade playing or maybe John Coltrane, but it's a way for me to really kind of let my body know like, Hey, we're about to, we're winding down here. It's time for us to slow our thoughts down and really get ready for bed. I love that. Yeah. And I think for everybody, you know, you can always switch, you know, your evening routine up. That's one thing I've been doing is just, you know, sometimes I take a bath, sometimes I'm reading a book, sometimes I am doing something creative. Sometimes I will watch some crazy video on YouTube that's supposed to help you relax or, you know, watch Mm -hmm. somebody do some kind of like, you know, one of those um, Zen Zen monk people doing like they'll talk about different topics and like for whatever reason I find them very interesting to watch at nighttime and so I'll watch them talk about like random things I'm like oh that's so interesting and then like my brain's like okay great and you know because it really does make a difference what you do before bed it does period like it's important so does it's important you know if I could leave three sleep sleep tips that people can immediately implement today like right now you already have one in your background is, you know, surround yourself with green love plants. They clean the oxygen in the air and they also help promote restful sleep. The second is drop your temperature, your thermostat down. Your body needs to be cool, borderline cold in order for you to get restful sleep and to stay in REM sleep in those different cycles that we talked about earlier. Research shows between 66 and 72 degrees Somewhere in between there is where you want to be when you're going to bed at night. And the last one, I would say, this is new. Try a weighted blanket because it helps, with, especially if you're someone who struggles or, or has bouts with mental health and mental illness. A weighted blanket has uh, proven, scientifically proven, that it helps combat uh, and relieve stress depression and just being covered with the weighted blanket will give you a sense of calm and it's just cozy as all get out when you're sleeping uh, you know under a weighted blanket so you know those are three tips if you don't start with anything i would i would say and suggest start with that and, and start to really notice the difference in the quality of your sleep mm-hmm. for some people it's not about the hours of the sleep it's about the quality of it absolutely yeah, absolutely. And then, yes, not sleeping with your phone in your hand because, you know, I know a lot of people are, are doing that. And it's hard. Like, you can either move it to another outlet in your room. You can put it in another room. You can put it in the bathroom. I think the bathroom is a great place, too. But it's like, you, you really, you know, we should not be, I, I have done it, you know, where I'm on my phone doing something and I'm like, huh, and I wake up and like the phone is right here and we're just like canoodling each other. Um, it's not a good book. It's yeah, the not phone's a good like, hey, boo. 
So I was like, hey, what's up, hey, boo? (laughs) You forgot to charge me last night. And now that you're awake, I'm going to (laughs) die. Goodbye. (laughs) I had to stop doing that. Um, But okay, so let's, let's just, let's just recap. I want people to be able to find you online. So obviously in my show notes, all this will exist. So, um, your Facebook, your Twitter, um, is nap bar N O W, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And we'll have these linked in the bio for you guys. So that way you guys can just be on the lookout. Um, you know, cause it looks like you've got some things coming, you know, uh, regardless of COVID, you have some things in the works, which I'm really happy to hear and happy to see and happy to be a part of. So we will be following your journey and we'll be going live on Instagram at some point in the next few days. So if people have any sleep questions, they want to know something, they can come on live with us and we will, we'll do a follow-up, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I had so much fun. Yeah, it was good. The time went by super fast. And um, yeah, I'm sure people got something out of this, whether it was some few, a few tips or the scientific data and research you've done, or just being like inspired to take a risk and do something that they've always wanted to do um, or didn't know they wanted to do, right? Um, I think this is really, really, really valuable to people. So if you are somebody who is struggling with sleeping and you want to talk with a sleep expert, your DMs are open, yes? Yes, DMs are open. They can also uh, contact me directly on the website. That's at napbarnow.com. Perfect. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you have not shared an episode of Network and Spill, this is your opportunity to please do so. This show is on Spotify, which is really easy to share episodes, actually. And, you know, we have the the website, networkandspill.com, where you can just stream right from there. So I know some folks do not have apps. And sometimes I've got people who only listen to this show, and so they refuse to download anything. So you can stream right from the website. So feel free to share this episode out. You know, always go into the Apple Podcast app and leave a review. You can leave us five stars and a cute comment. I love that. I've asked you guys to do that and you have showed up for me. So I really appreciate the rating and the reviewing. It really means a lot to me and make sure you're following me on social, right? Whitney Danielle co underscore and network and spill. Those are my two IG. Both of us actually, Clea and I are both on clubhouse. So make sure you follow us on clubhouse. I will link us. If you are there, make sure you add us. We are pretty active and engaging on clubhouse. I really enjoyed myself there. Yeah. So you can follow us and catch us us in some rooms, you know, maybe we'll be on stage together. Um, and you know, big ups to Texas right now. I know you guys are struggling with a lot. There's a storm coming here in Virginia tonight, and I know things are going to get weird in the South again with some, some more snow coming as well. So, you know, stay safe, stay warm and, uh, stay connected. Thank you so much. Same to you. Thank you. Thank you.